0: It's Tuesday, March 17th. I'm Dan Gorenstein with our latest coronavirus conversation. Stories of people making difficult decisions in the midst of this pandemic. Today, from the Annenberg Studio at the University of Pennsylvania, we hear from Bob Wachter, who oversees 800 physicians as the chair of the Department of Medicine at the University of California San Francisco Hospital.
1: It really feels like there is this uh, this big wave coming over the horizon, and we you know you can see the peaks of it, but not the full extent of what might be coming.
0: I talked with Bob on Saturday and then called him back yesterday to get the latest since things are changing quickly. That's why you might hear a bit of difference in some of Bob's answers. He says as of Monday afternoon, UCSF had six people confirmed with COVID-19 in the hospital, including two in the ICU, and about 10 more suspected cases. Most visitors are now being turned away. Bob says the hospital started making coronavirus plans months ago.
1: We developed a command center structure where uh, a number of the senior leaders of the organization took over a room in the hospital and began meeting uh, for many, many hours a day to create the system and the structure to make the key decisions.
0: Bob was not part of that initial group, but as one of the department heads, he's been in on many of the hospitals' biggest decisions in response to the outbreak.
1: Uh, One of the first things that we did when this uh, began to hit was contact uh, colleagues at uh, some of the hospitals in Singapore, which has... uh, sort of known worldwide for having been particularly good in prior epidemics like SARS. And one of their most important recommendations was you want to create a specific geographic places where you're cohorting these patients. And so in the emergency room, for example, there's now a triage tent outside our emergency department. We've also taken one of the patient floors in our hospital and converted it into a a coronavirus unit. And... um, Uh, That means that right now there are several rooms that are empty, but we think that's wise because uh, uh, we'd rather them be empty for a few days than tomorrow to figure out that we, we should have reserved more rooms.
0: How many beds are in this coronavirus unit?
1: About 30 out of a hospital that has about 600 beds.
0: And what is your team estimating? Is 30 beds going to be enough?
1: It may not be you know, we we are a full hospital. Once you get up to reserving too many beds that are sitting there empty, you are now really dialing down your capacity to take care of real people sitting in the emergency room today with terrible asthma exacerbations or other kinds of pneumonia or complications of their cancer. We've got real patients with real diseases. If they needed to be in the hospital yesterday, but they probably still need to be in the hospital. If we're taking beds out of service, it's not at all obvious to any of us where those people are going to go.
0: Has UCSF started to postpone or cancel surgeries, procedures?
1: Yes. Right now, the directive is to cancel pretty much all truly elective procedures, surgeries. And the trick there, of course, is to figure out what is an elective surgery. Um, a, a a joint replacement is clearly elective. Uh, someone's surgery to remove a cancer isn't, uh, they're not going to be harmed if you wait a week, but they might be if you wait a month. So it's, it's not so easy to just say we're canceling all elective surgeries and procedures. That's what our intent is, but we've got to figure out what is truly elective and what is a little bit more urgent. It's kind of tricky.
0: Obviously, you guys are being very careful and judicious about which, surgeries to delay which patients to not accept from other hospitals do you worry i mean this is guesswork do you worry as as a doctor as a human being that you guys might be making the wrong choice of course How, how could you not worry
1: you know we're human beings operating in an incredibly rapidly moving Environment with imperfect information and uh there's a huge amount of sharing you know it, it's actually I have to say, Dan, this is one of the more gratifying things i've ever seen in my long life in medicine because in the early days we didn't have as much testing capacity as Stanford had. We compete with Stanford tooth and nail for patients. And uh, it was a no brainer that Stanford said, well, you know, we have some excess capacity, we will do some of your testing, you know, it, it's, and we're doing the same for uh, for other places.
0: Right. Obviously, testing has been a major problem all across the country. Um, so that's what the status was of testing in the early days, Bob. What's your capacity like now?
1: we're up to uh, being able to do about 100 tests a day. We still have a, an algorithm about who gets tested. The people that absolutely need to be tested, we need to know for sure whether they have it or not. Uh, we're able to do that, but our ability to do more widespread testing and meet what seems to be a growing public demand is still quite limited. We are worried about uh, a shortage of some of the materials that we need to do the tests, at this point if we don't get more uh we may have to dial back our testing by the uh in the next uh, 7 to 10 days
0: last question bob what's your biggest worry
1: the biggest worry i have in terms of my professional life is that we will be in that kind of wartime situation where there are patients who are desperately ill can be kept alive if you have an ICU bed and a ventilator and we don't have enough and we have to make those choices that none of us really have ever had to make uh, in in the United States in, in memory of who gets that scarce resource. You know, I'd be lying if I said the personal part isn't real. I'm 62 years old. I have uh, mild asthma. And so, you know, I think all of us we try to focus on the professional, but you come into work every day and you recognize that you're also a person, and and uh, and we all have uh, fears, and they're not overblown. I mean, this thing—it's a terrible, terrible thing. We've never seen anything quite like it, and and I think all of us are doing what we can professionally. And I'm extraordinarily impressed by the people, by my colleagues. But uh, it would be uh, it wouldn't be right, and it would be not human to say that none of us have personal fears because I think we all do.
0: Bob Octor, thanks very much for talking with us. It's a great pleasure. Thanks for thanks for having me on. You can find all of our coronavirus conversations online at tradeoffs.org. I'm Dan Gorenstein. This is Tradeoffs.
1: The Tradeoffs team is producers Ryan Levy and Vicki Stern, sound designer Andrew Perella, and editor Leslie Walker. The Tradeoffs theme song was composed by Ty Sitterman with additional music this week from Miscellaneous. Tradeoffs is supported in part by the California Healthcare Foundation, Arnold Ventures, and the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. Additional support from the Leonard Davis Institute of Health Economics and the Center for Public Health Initiatives at the University of Pennsylvania. The views expressed in this episode are those of the individuals and not those of Tradeoffs staff, advisors, or funders.